Welcome to episode 234 of In Touch by OS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my guest this week, he's back on the show, Holden DePardo. How are you doing, Holden? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. It's uh, been a little bit, but I'm glad you made it to the show. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, chatting about There's always lots of news the last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, which makes it even better when Jeff Gamet's here, because we can always uh, talk about all the fun things that are happening this past week. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well. And yeah, I'm happy to make up anything just so it sounds good and and keeps the show (laughs) rolling, you know, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes. So um, Apple did release 16.2. So we'll have plenty to talk about uh, this week about that. Um, And then right right after that, beta 16.3 is out and uh, lots of news and got a couple topics we'll hit for this week. But uh, as always, always, let's go go ahead and start with the news for this week. First story I wanted to start off with is uh, the Sonos. Sonos, I have, the, I personally have the Sonos Move, which is a awesome speaker that uh, I, I was that I, I don't know if anybody recall, recalls it was a, a work anniversary a gift, so I I did get that as a nice gift. But uh, Sonos today did update the, the True Play feature that's now available in the Sonos app, which will allow True Play to work on iPhone 14 uh, model uh, iPhones. What TruePlay does is it uses the iPhone to take a scan of the room uh, where a Sonos product is located, measure how sound reflects off the walls, furnishings, and surfaces in uh, in the area. And uh, it it is pretty nifty, I must say. And I I hadn't even realized it hadn't even available for a lot of the Sonos products, but it is now. So it will cover both uh, not only the Move, but it also... um, Okay, on the move of many of the other Sonos products, except it won't cover the port, the Connect, and the Roam, which is not surprising. Those are the smaller speakers. So, Jeff, you, you being the audio you are, what do you think of this? You just got a free upgrade to your Sonos. How can that not be a good thing? <laughs> it, it, it can't. Yeah, not at all. Um, and I think anybody that's out there who has Sonos, whether it be Sonos speakers uh, for their um, home theater, for you know anything, their, their speakers are pretty pretty awesome. Yep. And, um, it, well, Apple needs to step up their game. They do. <laughs> or just go ahead and, uh, and put the home pods on the shelf next to the iPod hi fi and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the good old hi fi. Yeah. And, and I say this as someone that has a home pod and two home pod minis in my place. I do as well. So yeah. you know, I, I hear the comparison. What do you think? Yeah, Holden, I, you, I have uh, a HomePod Mini. And I like it a lot, um, but I don't think it has the like the what the true play equivalent that the Pod had. I don't think the HomePod Mini has that built into it. So I've never heard that distinction before. Of what it sounds like to have that kind of, um, I guess, a room awareness on it. Um, have you gotten a chance to try it out? Does it sound? Oh yeah, it's better. it's amazing. There's only some songs. You know, there'll be certain songs here. I'm lifting it up here because it does. You know, the, the mic is here, so you you get to. Uh, I'm showing it on camera here. The 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 mic turns on or off, so it can, it'll listen to the in the room. And when you have the app open on your iPhone, it's going to get the uh, get the sound. This also doubles as a mm-hmm. as a um, uh, an assistant too. So it can be the the A lady or the the G lady. Um, as well hmm. if you so choose so but uh yeah no this this thing yeah it's it's pretty heavy and then but it but it's nice nice enough it's got the nice handle it's portable that's the move this is the move yes it's pretty big for a, i was thinking something small i didn't see the move before oh uh, no yeah. yeah so it's it's a it's, it's a pretty nifty speaker so but no i'm glad to see that and then a lot of uh 
other speaker companies out there, yeah, who knows? They may file suit. Depends, but Sonos, I know, pretty hard hard to beat them sometimes. If it's built um, into the phone, you can do it from the phone. I don't see why other companies wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, uh, next story. Always report this, but then kind of just say and move on. Really, is uh, the Apple Apple did release AirTags firmware upgrade uh, update this week. Uh, they it is designed for the AirTags and uh, with the firmware feature now being a build number of two A thirty six. Like we'll even know what that is. Uh, and Apple did start releasing it in November. Then note that uh, when you do install the update, you'll see the version number in there when you when you look at your AirTag. But no word on what the update was. Maybe it's a Maybe they'll, they'll provide a support document. Doubt it. Uh, yeah. It's so, not live activities or something. No dynamic island features no. going to AirTag. Oh, well, then I'm out. I'm going to sell my AirTags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, who knows? I mean, it could have been just something related to 16.2. Um, very possible, but... Or efficiencies yeah, Apple, Apple, or something. Who knows? Apple is very, very hush-hush about the AirTags. They really don't talk too much with, about the updates to it. Uh, Charles to talk about what comes of that other than it, it's there. Uh, I found this to be interesting for those who, who use DaVinci Resolve on your Mac. There, there is a beta version of it being released out right now uh, for the iPad. Uh, the popular video editing app, DaVinci Resolve from Blackmagic Design is going to soon be available on the iPad as a beta version. Uh, the app is being tested right now. Uh, Mac Rumors sort or the article here said they do have access to the beta. I, I would not be sp- surprised if it's uh, it's out there for any other beta testers. Um, but uh, this is uh, definitely going to be interesting to see with multi-touch technology using the Apple ten- with the Apple Pencil in mind and optimized for the performance of the iPads, the, the silicon iPad models, which I would kind of anticipate it's probably only going to be compatible to the, the M1 and M2s. I don't know if they would really release this, but... Uh, uh, Jeff, what do you think of this? This is—I don't know if you use DaVinci or not. I haven't, haven't been able to spend too much time with DaVinci on the Mac, but uh, this is kind of exciting. Um, it's very exciting. I'm not a DaVinci user, but that doesn't matter. I can still appreciate how important yeah. this is, and uh, and I get that Apple likes to leave certain things as third-party opportunities. Um, but oh, holy crap! Why is Apple not producing? the uh, pro level apps for the iPad the way other companies are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think, uh, Holden? I think that you um, are right with like the filling in the gaps of the third parties. Um, Third parties won't. I have a theory that Apple's not doing the pro apps on the iPad, not because it doesn't have the processing power, because, but because it doesn't have the, guaranteed precision of a mouse and keyboard that you might want in an app like final that's my theory at least um but it's it's like so heavily requested i i'm kind of surprised they haven't decided to release something because even leaving open for third parties there are a lot of video editing um, software out there and people tend to choose not just the default first party option even on Macs, people still choose adobe premiere and stuff so i feel like that would still be the case on on ipad so you can still leave it open to the third parties technically yeah, but I mean, I know that Jeff's a big Luma Fusion mm-hmm. user, so they're 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 competition. But uh, I mean, it's good to see that there's a lot of comp- competing products in, in this in this arena because just you know it, it keeps all of them on their toes to to keep improving and adding. And and the cool thing with DaVinci, the, the, there there is a free version, and it's it's a full fledged, you know, very viable free version on the Mac as well as I'm sure it's going to be on iPad as well. 
um, that, that this could be exciting. Well, I, I like your hypothesis on uh, on why Apple isn't doing the these apps. I have a different hypothesis, um, okay. which uh, I don't see as competing because hey, I'm just making nope. this stuff okay. up. Uh, so am I. I. <laughs> yeah. This is why we work so well together. Um, um, I, I think this is an intentional artificial limitation that Apple's creating. Um, they they want yeah. the the pro users that are using their pro apps to be buying Macs, and uh, mm-hmm. and if you give them an opportunity to use uh, these pro level tools on. Even if you limit it just to iPad Pro, the, and and limit it just to the latest M series iPad Pros, well, now you have a lot of people potentially that are going to buy an iPad instead of a Mac, and Apple wants those people on a Mac, especially with Stage yeah. Manager and external display support kind of bridging a gap even more. Yeah, I think that's a good theory. Yeah, 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 for sure. So. Come interesting to see. Well, once it comes out, we'll definitely report on it and try it out and see see what it does. And maybe we'll even have guy going off guy serial on the show. He's a big DaVinci Resolve uh, user. Hopefully, we can get him to try it out and see uh, what he thinks too. So, um, let's uh, go ahead and move on here. Next story. Uh, not that I like talking about Tesla that much, but uh, Apple Music support finally has been added to the Tesla vehicles. Uh, Tesla did roll out a holiday software update that introduces support for Apple Music. According to reports on Twitter, surprise, uh, 2022 uh, 44.25 updates that allows Tesla owners to access their Apple Music accounts directly in their cars. So another way to be able to listen to uh, Apple Music is in your Tesla. Oh, boy. What do you think, Jeff? Good. Um, I mean, okay, for, <laughs> for Tesla, this is good because um, they should be supporting all of the uh, the streaming services and uh, for apple it's good because uh they, they have clearly at least to some degree been following the netflix model of get what you have every place you can possibly put it and uh, and getting apple music in uh, tesla's great that's just one more place where uh where you can use that now Excellent. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I'm actually surprised it wasn't there anyway. I feel like once you're adding even Spotify, you'd think, okay, well, let's also add, you know, Apple Music and is there another one? Oh, uh, YouTube Music, Amazon Music. Like, why not just add them all? Like, how hard could it be? I don't think Tesla's making the app. I'm pretty sure Apple's making the app for Tesla and then Tesla allows it, I'm assuming at least. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ben in the chat room on our YouTube channel, on our YouTube live stream at the youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. He says you can now play Tesla on your via Apple Music. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's hey, good. Yes, that we've to to my Tesla. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, uh, so let's move on. Uh, uh, this was an interesting, uh, uh, interesting to see here. iOS 16 adoption rate is now at 69, percent and then we're what, three months in now. But, but I think it's due probably thanks to a lot of its new features. And you know, uh, how does that compare to Android? <laughs> we can just laugh about that. 
Uh, iOS 16 is uh, about 69%. iOS 15 is about uh, at about 25% or so. That's not bad. And uh, 6.27% of the iPhones are still earlier than that, which, which are probably, of course, ones that can't go any further. Um, so uh, good to see. Uh, uh, the Android versus adoption, uh, iOS ad- uh, debate is always a debate. But uh, the problem with Android is there's so many different models out there. There's so many different versions out there because carriers don't allow them to upgrade it most of the time, which is like the most ridiculous thing in the world here. What do you think? Holden? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a challenge that Google's always going to have. There's always going to be the discrepancy. I fe- I think in the article, they even said like Google's now kind of hiding the number or they're not being as open about it. And I just think it's cause like, what, what can they really do? It's so out of their hands. But um, even with iOS, though, on, on 16 to begin with, I think that's lower than it was for like iOS 15 and iOS 14, which is surprising to me. Yeah, it seems like the, it. Uh, the lock screen seems to be a really popular feature amongst people I know who are, aren't kind of techies. They seem to like that feature a lot. So I'm surprised it hasn't ushered in a, a higher level of adoption. Yeah, for sure. You think, Jeff? Yeah, um, okay, keep in mind the numbers. These are estimates because they're not coming from Apple. Yes. Um, but that right. said, they're probably reasonable, even if they're not exact. Um, and uh, and people gloating over the uh, Apple adoption or iOS adoption. To me, this is going to sound weird. That's not really fair because of exactly what you said about Android. So many Android devices, the owners don't have any control over when they get updates. So if if they can't update, then is that a fair comparison for adoption rates? Right. It'd be yeah. interesting to see that for just the Pixel line, for example, and see what the adoption rate is there. That That would be interesting to see. Yep. Yeah, oh, I agree. So interesting, always always interesting to see where that goes here. Uh, next story, Microsoft is their authenticator app for Apple Watch will be discontinued coming up uh, next month in January 2023. The, the, the Microsoft revealed that uh, this week. Uh, it's used pr- principally for signing into Microsoft accounts with two-step verification enabled. The authenticator app on iOS was uh, on the Apple Watch since 2018. Uh the watch app supported personal work and school accounts uh, let you set up push notification, let you help to bypass picking up their picking up their iPhone to complete the authentication process. But uh, Microsoft was starting to see that uh, you know now with passkeys coming and a lot of other competitors, why why do they really need to be on the Apple Watch? So it's my it's my take on this. Uh, but I do use Apple Microsoft Authenticator all the time for uh, for work because we need it. A lot of companies use it for uh, for that reason because uh, they're in the Microsoft ecosystem. So, plenty of other authentic authenticator type apps out there. I know uh, Jeff, you use uh, I use Authy. Authy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Every time I see an article about uh, one of the companies saying we're removing support for something with our authenticator platform, my heart skips a beat yeah. because <laughs> once we commit to one of our authenticator uh, platforms. I mean, you're like really committed and it's, it's, it's not like, um, like, uh, well, okay. I've been using Apple streaming music. I'm going to switch to Spotify streaming music 
and you just kind of go, no, th- this is this is like worse than an ugly divorce. Um, I know mm-hmm. that's not what's happening here. And I would love to know what security features Apple Watch doesn't support uh, because that's the reasoning for dropping support for this. Right. That's what but I said. Yeah, yeah they don't but specify at, it. At the same time, come on, I've got an Apple Watch. Let If, <laughs> if you're going to give me the feature, figure out a, a way to make this work. Yeah. I use Duo and I use my yeah. Apple Watch primarily. So I remote in when I'm working from home, I just get the pop of my watch. It says approve or deny. And I just say approve them in. And it's so easy. And I wouldn't want to like pull my phone in my pocket just to do that one thing. It's kind of the perfect use case for an Apple Watch. And it's also baffling that Apple wouldn't keep the security standards the same across, you know, iOS and watch OS. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, no, well, let's, we'll see. Let's like, nothing be too exciting about that. Um, next story, uh, Apple does expand the emergency SOS, uh, via satellite to the UK, France, Germany, and Ireland. That happened this week as we record here, the, it, the expanded the SOS via satellite and the find my via satellite functionality to those countries. Uh, Apple, the iPhone 14 users can now connect with emergency services with the cellular Wi-Fi coverage, uh, which is not available as we've talked about many times on the show here. Uh, it's a great, great feature. And there, there's been a lot of examples that it's really come in handy. I think we have a story here in a little bit to, talk, to, to actually prove, prove positive that it did work. Um, so good to see that it's expanding beyond the U S and Canada. Um, uh, other countries should be able to take advantage. Don't you think? Jeff? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of something clever and pithy to say, but I mean, hooray, expand this out. <laughs> Give it to everyone, please. Yeah, fewer dead people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, couldn't any better. I mean, it's it's something like I hope no one has to use, but it's certainly nice that people in other countries have it too. I have a 14 Pro. I honestly forgot it was a feature. I totally forgot, which is maybe not a good thing yeah, if I need yeah. it. Well, you can test it. They let they let you do testing yeah, calls. Yeah. So not not to a point where it's an emergency call, but just enough to see that it makes mm-hmm. sure it works. Um, speaking of making sure it works, uh, the a story uh, yesterday as we record this uh, iPhone 14 crash detection and emergency SOS via satellite led rescuers to a car that fell into a remote canyon. Two people involved in a serious accident occurred uh, were rescued and located through the new features available on on the iPhone 14 models. Um, so. Emergency SOS came through. It uh, took place in the Angeles Forest Highway in the Angeles National Forest in California, where a, ve- where a vehicle careened over the side of a mountain and falled approximately 300 oh, feet yeah. into a remote <laughs> canyon. Yow. Uh, and the iPhone 14 model in the car, in the car detected the crash as, as there was no cellular signal. Information was provided to rescuers via the emergency SOS via satellite. And, uh, shows some some Twitter feeds of, of of the rescue and this is pretty cool and then we're gonna probably hear a lot more of these types of uh, of rescues uh, they even talk about that there was a recently a rescue in, a, in the remote area of Alaska the crash detection feature worked successfully users have used it several other times so this is paying off already it looks like what don't you think Jeff yes um th- this is great for the people that uh, that were rescued. It's also the kind of uh, publicity that there's no way Apple or any company could pay for this. There's there's literally not enough money in existence to pay for this kind of publicity. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> hey, do you want to uh, drive off a cliff for us? <laughs> right. <laughs> At $2,000. <laughs> and, and, and some, there will be someone that will yeah. say, sure. Um, mm-hmm. My Tesla is ready to drive that route anyhow. So let's just, <laughs> but um, no. So th- this is cool. Um, side note to this. Um, I've been wondering what happens with SOS after two years. I was just and, thinking this. Yeah. And, uh, and my guess is that um, when, uh, when we get two years into this, Apple is just going to tell us, and it's still a thing, no extra cost because it's, yeah. it's that valuable. Okay. The way I could see them having us pay for it is if, um, um, it becomes part of their overall subscription service. So, you know, you buy the, like the Apple one bundle or something mm-hmm. and you have SOS as part of it, but otherwise mm-hmm. no, I, I think uh, Apple will ultimately keep this as uh, as a thing that we don't pay for because it's just that valuable to them. I, I agree. Cause I can't yeah. imagine many people would say, Oh, and and you know in foresight i could drive off a cliff and fall into a canyon at some point so let me spend what i think some of these satellite services right now are like 50 to 100 bucks a month maybe more than that i don't know the exact price but it's expensive it's not cheap and um and i feel like the benefit to apple even just saying hey for free if there's a crash detection we will send an emergency sos but if you're like in the middle of the woods and you're lost you have to pay for that uh, like maybe they do something like that to make it so they're not spending quite as much to make it free. But they, I feel like they'd have to do something like that because to have this for two years and be like, okay, but now going forward, if you get into a car accident, too bad. <laughs> too bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and okay, we don't pay for fall detection. We don't pay for EKG detection. Now, granted, right. um, those don't require an additional service, mm-hmm. but it's bad optics for Apple to say, okay, all these other health and safety things that you get just because you have an Apple product, great. But this one, this one that could really save your life, <clears throat> that one you're going to have to pay for. What they could also do too is to say, you get it for two years on your phone, and then after that it's over. But if you buy a new iPhone, you'll get two more years. Or it's included with Apple Care or something. There's like... Apple Care, Apple Care lost and stolen. Apple Care, you are lost or stolen. Like a different tier to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yep. I like that. Apple Care, you are lost or stolen. <laughs> yeah, you are lost or stolen. Yeah, uh, engage the find my body feature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Last story this week, uh, YouTube's Apple TV app is crashing and causing issues for users in the latest update. This was uh, this week. Uh, the, uh, the app is crashing, causing some issues for users when they try to exit out of the app. Uh, a lot of reports was on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, they were reporting that uh, once you exit out of the YouTube app, their Apple TV becomes unresponsive and shows a black screen. Oops. The issue begins when the user presses the back button on their TV remote causing the YouTube app to ask to confirm users that you want to wish to exit the app. Then it goes black, but the user has no choice but to force close the app or disconnect and replug uh, their Apple TV in. So kind of interesting way to cause a bit of a crash there. I believe this article doesn't say status, but I believe this has been since fixed. Um, But, you know, 
Uh, go Google, go YouTube. Make sure you, you, you have good, you have good apps that are working right, right? The YouTube app on Apple TV is also just not the greatest way to interact with YouTube to begin with. Unfortunately, I would love to watch yeah. YouTube on the TV, but it's just not a great experience. You know, maybe someday yeah, YouTube will have enough followers so that our users that they're bringing in enough revenue so that they can afford to have software testers before they release <laughs> updates and new new products. They need competition. Yeah. We talk about tech monopolies, but YouTube is obviously a monopoly. There is nothing like YouTube at that scale. Not even close. I guess that's true of Google as a whole, though. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, I guess is. they need to be a bigger monopoly so they can afford to do that uh, QA work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google just needs more money. They just yeah, don't have sure. enough. Yeah. I weep thinking about Sundar Pichai. No. Poor man. Poor man. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, that's a, some of the new stories we uh, found this week. Um, let's get some of the topics. Uh, Apple is still supporting the older OSs. It's interesting to see. Before we talk, dive into the beta and, and 16.2, I want to touch upon on this a little bit. Uh, uh, it's very different from the past. Uh, so uh, in, in on the Mac side of things, they, they haven't left Monterey or Big Sur, for that matter. And they still haven't left behind iPad OS 15 or I, iOS 15 back just yet. Our friend Andrew Orr wrote this article in Apple Insider. I wanted to just talk, touch upon this a little bit. So they did release iOS 15.7.2 and iPad OS 15.7.2, and then new, new uh, updates to Monterey and to Big Sur for on the Mac side of things. Uh, so it's interesting to see that the that that they are they're keeping these updates and they're keeping things secure because all all the OSs have security issues that have to be patched and covered and uh, all this stuff. And there's still there are some iPhones out there and iPads for that matter that can't go past. Uh, 15. So, um, this is a, this is a good thing. I, I've, I've known in the past, but Apple's kind of abandoned it pretty quickly after shortly after look, I think we start seeing the trend a little more in iOS. I was 14, you know, that they were starting to throw out some updates, but then they still, even with iOS 12, I mean, some of the really old devices <clears throat> once in a while, when they see a really that nasty bug, they are releasing the updates still because people are still using those devices. Um, what do you guys think? I think this is good. And, uh, I definitely say for those of you who are running these OSs, go out and update them right away. That pretty some pretty serious mm-hmm. vulnerabilities. Yeah, the, uh, the these types of updates for older OS versions, I'm not surprised because Apple is uh, uh, making a very clear statement about their about how serious they are about security on their devices. So uh, yeah, no new features, but when they have uh, have security issues, especially like like serious security issues, rolling out these updates for older OS versions, that's that just uh, helps solidify in the in the public's mind that yes, Apple is serious about about uh, protecting our security. Absolutely. I totally, totally agree. It's also an example, too, of how Apple, I think, really genuinely cares about their devices having longevity. More so now than I think ever. But like they've been doing this kind of doing the best to get your iPhone to last as long as possible for a while. Maybe this is a hot take, but like even including the slowing down of iPhones from that that uh, controversy from a few years ago. They've Good been they, they care. Yeah. yeah. They do care. So go out for those of you who are still running them. 
the, the older devices, go out, get your updates done. Those of you who aren't ready to update to 16, what, what are you waiting for? It's, it's, it's good now. Yeah. Update. But if you insist, uh, keep keep using 15.7. 15.7.2 is the most current version. So um, so let's uh, go in, jump a little bit in, into beta before we go into the iOS 16.2 up, uh, release for this week. Uh, so iOS 16.2 came out, and then shortly thereafter, the next day, uh, Apple released the first uh, the, uh, the first seeds of uh Beta one of 16.3 for both iOS and for iPad OS. Um, still, still relatively new and then really haven't reported much yet as far as a lot of the things that have been added just yet. Uh, did you, did you install it on your iPad, uh, uh, Jeff, to, to try I it out did. yet? Um, here's the thing that I'm seeing that's really interesting and it may have hit with uh, the last 16.2 dev beta before the rollout. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. My 10-inch iPad Pro is charging through USB Hub now. Where previously I had to put it mm. into a into a higher power charger to mm. to get it to charge, and that's like really surprising to me. So, um, it, it's it's coinciding with software updates. So, there, I haven't changed the hub. There, there's no more power coming out of that USB port. But now it's charging, so that's actually kind of cool. I mean, it doesn't charge fast, but, um, you know, it's you know how it used to be where you'd get a slow charge while the screen was off. And as soon as you turn on the screen, then it says not charging. Mm-hmm. Right. I still have oh, the lightning yeah. bolt that now, me crazy. even with the screen on. That's Hopefully it's thing. not a bug. <laughs> it's actually right? it's not charging. Yeah. yeah. Right. That'd be devastating. Well, I mean, uh, this is an iPad that desperately needs a new battery, but Apple's like, no, no, no. Your battery sucks right now, but it doesn't suck enough that will replace it. <laughs> so I have to keep it plugged in all the time just to use it. And uh, previously, I'd use it for like an hour, and then I'd have to uh, uh, go and plug it in yeah. on the on the high-power charger and then bring it back, use it some more. Go plug it. Stupid. Now I can just leave it plugged in here at my desk and use it. Yeah, that's much better. Yep, absolutely. So uh, once that, that was released, uh, the the next day, actually today as we record this, it was uh, announced that uh, the public betas are now out. So you you crazy kids out there who want to live on the edge and be in a public beta, don't have a developer account, you can install your first beta uh, today as we record here. And uh, as, as so they they did find a few things that there's some that's going on with 16.3 very minor in state uh but the biggest thing that's standing out is the software does include the support for physical security keys for additional and an added layer of protection of your apple id uh what this does it's a physical fido certified security key that can be used in lieu of a device authentication when signing into an apple id on icloud on a new device uh, it also includes a more streamlined process for transferring a song from a HomePod uh, 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 to a uh, HomePod from an iPhone and vice versa. Uh, Apple uh, Apple providing some additional data details on its works, but nothing really has been as of yet. I know that's always a pain point for you, Jeff, with these HomePod issues that you've always had. And still, I'm sure 16.2 continues on the uh the tradition of, of pain points with the whole um, I, I can say 
with full confidence that Apple is very consistent with the quality of the HomePod software. Um, yeah. <laughs> Consistency is good. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least yeah. I know what to expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So or, I, I have a thing about these uh, uh, secu- uh, security keys for Apple ID. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> Apple. Do you really expect those of us that are still stuck after decades of having to have multiple <laughs> Apple IDs because they can't <laughs> figure this out? You expect me to have a key ring full of keys so that I can I can <laughs> log into my different accounts. Oh, and then don't forget the ones that are old enough that uh, that. You can't even do the new two-step uh, authentication. You have to do the old style. Apple, fix this. And then I'll get excited about the keys. I think the greatest <laughs> day ever would be if Apple announced merging Apple IDs. That would be the greatest oh, thing ever. God. I, I wish. I, it would be wonderful. And then I'd be able to go from uh, four accounts at seriously i'd be able to i could go to one account and and i would be cool with that i I can understand the whole like not merging paid content but if you have because for me i have all my itunes paid content one apple id icloud other apple id that shouldn't be hard that shouldn't be hard just move the icloud stuff over no it shouldn't be but i don't want to do that manually myself apple's engineers need to work on it yeah fix it apple come on apple let's fix it um uh, watchOS uh, 9.3 is uh, out as well. Uh, again, watchOS, there generally isn't much in the way of uh, any dramatic changes uh, that they're they're showing yet. Nothing nothing report. Uh, it has the same feature report as, as the AirTag uh, firmware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least you can actually update the watch, whereas the AirTag it just updates when it feels like it. Um so, and then, of course, tvOS comes out with their version, and uh, again, that, that, that's even worse. <laughs> Nothing usually to report. Although, 16.2, we did have some, uh, we did have some, uh, some uh, subtle changes that we could at least talk about. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, check that out for beta. But uh, like I said, iOS uh, and iPadOS 16.2 was released to the public this week. I wanted to kind of talk about some of the features and our thoughts of what really stands out. Um, Jeff and I did get to test during beta process free form, which fun. I think is so cool. It was a lot of fun and uh, it works and it works on the, on the Mac and on uh, 13.1 Ventura uh, as well as uh, it does work on the, the iPad as well. Um, and the iPhone for that matter, you did, you know, the free form app did install on the iPhone. Not sure how, how as good of a user friendly that is with the smaller screen, but uh, it's good to see that, uh, that they were able to do that. Uh, so uh, it was a very flexible canvas. You can add files. We played around with, put some images, stickies. I think it's really a cool thing that they've really added um, for that. So, and then Apple music sing was kind of a, kind of a cool thing that they've added. Um, that's got an enhancement. I believe it's iPhone uh, on iPhone 11 and higher on the iPhone. Uh, and, uh, it is limited on the iPad. I believe it only 
it works with the newer models on external displays, but uh, I haven't tried it, really haven't had time to play with it much yet. I don't know if any of you guys have, um, but it does look cool. I saw the, one of the videos that uh, Apple put together. Uh, I think someone actually did a little bit of a demo and they're singing. You can bring the, bring the, the vocals down and, and actually hear yourself sing and be a, like mm, a karaoke. I wouldn't want to hear that so, for me. No, I don't know about you guys. I yeah. don't sing. Well. <laughs> oh, I bet yeah. you're amazing. Um, no, <laughs> no, I, I haven't Thank played you. with this yet because uh, yeah, me either. Uh, I don't have an Apple TV that's new enough. Um, on the Apple TV, but you still could do it on the iPhone. That's right, I, I was but, wondering if you if you can AirPlay it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to hold my iPhone in front of me and uh, and <laughs> sing to my cat. And uh, no, I don't think I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's still a cool thing. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes because uh, you know a lot of people are going to have fun with that. Um, they, of course, they did add the advanced data protection for iCloud, uh, which now expands its whole number of iCloud data categories for protecting UNN and encryption. We talked about that last week. That was a huge announcement from Apple, uh, of course, including iCloud backup and notes and photos and uh, protecting your information in case there's a data breach. And no, Apple doesn't have the key, so you're safe. Um, the lock screen added some new uh, settings that allows you to hide wallpaper or notifications when always on is enabled. Uh on the iPhone 14 Pro or 14 Pro Max. Uh, sleep widget will let you view your most recent sleep data and medications widget now. Uh, you can uh, view your reminders, which is kind of cool. I, I do, I don't know if you you guys use it, but I do use the the, the, uh, medical, the medicine reminders. They're really, I really like them. Mm-hmm. They're really f- f- pushing me to making sure, did you take your medicine today? Yep, I am horrible <laughs> taking my meds. So it's a, it's it, that's very, very handy. Yeah. Also, I have a, um, I, I do a lot of focus modes based on like time of the day and what I'm doing. So I have a morning one and it's actually mm-hmm. really nice to have my morning lock screen be how much I slept and take your meds right there. So that, that is, that is nice. That is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the game center, if you're a gamer, uh, they, uh, they did add share play support and game center for multiplayer games. So you can play, uh, you could play with, uh, the people you are in a FaceTime call and then it's got an activity widget, what your games are playing. I'm not, I, I really kind of just, just turn off game center. I really don't use it. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm a gamer. I don't use it. That says a lot. I think yeah. I, I set up game center. Yeah, that's right. You were when, uh, when it first came out, you know, when we had the felt, the green felt, uh, mm-hmm. uh, background. And, um, so it's still on, but it's crazy because each of my devices at some point has decided to invent its own uh, name or account or something. So there, there's like no unification between any of my game center stuff. And, uh, yeah. and it's just like, like letter number combinations that Apple assigned for the names and, uh, and those change sometimes. And so, I have no idea what's going on with Game Center, but I guess it doesn't matter because yeah, it's been kind of a. I don't know anyone that's actually using it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah, worthless so now. It's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that it, it, it pretty much is. So, uh, the uh, uh, what was the other thing they they did was with Apple TV, the Apple TV app. Um, they added live. They have the live. Um, 
the, the live feeds that are now as part of the uh, as as part of uh, uh, sports events and and all those other th- uh, types of live feeds that are being on there. I think Uber Eats is going to have their live feed telling you when when your food's coming, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, definitely going to be uh, something that uh, people are going to utilize. Of course, this is only on the iPhone uh, 14 Pro and Pro Max that, that allows that in in the uh, in the dynamic island. Um, so uh, the home app itself improves some reliability and efficiency of communication between your smart home accessories and Apple devices. So that's, uh, that's interesting. I don't know if you've seen any of that improvement just yet. And I also just got um, the nano leaf bulbs that have the threading. So it's with mm. the combination of 16.2 and the threading with these bulbs, it is instantaneous. I never used my Apple watch for home because it was too slow and I never just like with my wrist held up for way too long waiting for things to connect. Now I open it, it's ready, I tap, it's done. I will only now use the home app on my watch and not my phone, I think. Because it's just it's it is a significant improvement. I'm going to complain. Anything you've noticed, Jeff, with the home home app? I know you've always have challenges with that sometimes. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I'm always trying to find ways to push and and break the the whole <clears throat> thing and it turns out i'm really good at breaking it uh, <laughs> now here's my complaint uh y- you get the the latest os updates on your mac your iphone your ipad your apple watch and then in home if you think to go and look then you see the thing that says hey there's the home upgrade available um and it's going to make things better but it doesn't tell you anything about what it's making better. And so you tap the thing that says learn more because, hey, yeah, I want to learn what it's doing to make my my uh, my yeah. home even better and more efficient. And uh, and learn more is telling you, hey, it's going to make it better and more efficient. So go ahead and just tap the button that says upgrade. And then it was <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Your home pods aren't updated. But they are. So I'm, I'm not going to do it yet. And then you try again later, and it was like, okay, everything's, nope, nope, wait, we changed our mind. Your Apple Watch this time isn't up to date, even though it is. And then finally, it works, and it says everything's up to date. And you still have no yeah. information from Apple what it is that's been updated and why it's better and uh, and then it also leaves you wondering, well, if I just did all of these iOS, iPadOS, macOS, HomePodOS updates, why wasn't it just part of that? So anyhow, it's it. if it was other companies, I'd probably let it slide. But this is Apple, and there shouldn't be this, this opaque thing that you stumble across and you don't know what it's really doing, but when it's done, it just says, yay, it's done. And you have no idea what it is that's going to be better or if you need to do anything different now that uh, that you've done this uh, mystery update. That makes me wonder if my faster yeah. speeds for home devices is just because of the threading and not because of 16.2. It's uh, well, thre- The threading stuff's amazing. Like, the, yeah, the devices yeah. that I've been yeah. using with Thread, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just tell my Apple Watch, do the thing, and it's done. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that was before sixteen too. 
I just got those lights mm-hmm. this week. So there was kind of, and I was already on the 16.2 beta. Um, and the hue lights are the slowest things ever. So I don't have those anymore. <laughs> oh, but that's going to change, but it's going to suck because well, why uh, is it going to suck? It's going to suck because the the first part is hey, uh, install the software update on your hue bridge. And, uh, and mm. that's the easy part. Then it's every single device that goes through your hue bridge has to be removed from your setup mm-hmm. oh so it can be updated and then added back in. Okay, so I wouldn't have been able to do that because the issue I ran into with my Hue lights is I changed my Wi-Fi network. I got an Arrow mesh network and then just the Hue bridge stopped nice. working. Whoa. And I had to repair it, but it didn't have the HomeKit code on the device and I was so dumb and didn't keep oh. the HomeKit code and the bridge needed it, all of the lights needed it, and I'm like, I have to buy all new stuff now. So I would have ran into that anyway, even if I didn't get the Wi-Fi, if I had to unpair and repair everything. That's awful. That's really terrible. It's oh, it's it's absolutely awful. And and yeah. while I would love to have all of my hue lights super fast, the the amount of work that will go into making that possible. No, it's like there's hue bulbs everywhere in here, and they're part of all these different scenes, and uh, and I have no interest in having to uh, recreate all of that. Yeah, that's 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 a lot yeah. of work, a lot of work. But uh, a couple of little things, real quick on the updates. Uh, they improve search and I in messages, so it allows you to find photos based on their content, like a dog, a car, a person, or a text. Turning off the hidden uh, hide IP address setting enables iCloud private relay users to temporarily disable the service for a specific site in Safari if you need it. Uh, news articles and the weather display information relevant to the uh, to the weather in that location. Uh, par- par- participant curses and notes will let you see live indicators as others make updates in a shared note. Uh, the airdrop, which we had extensive discussion about, is now set to uh, when you, it reverts to contacts only. Um, and after 10 minutes, it prevents uh, unwanted uh, requests to receive content as well as you can only have it for 10 minutes on uh, for everyone, uh, which is fine because I think a lot of people were, as we talked about previous, uh, had that turned on all the time. Yeah, and, me. And You're talking about, about me. Yeah, like a lot of us. Yeah, no, there's, I knew others. I mean, some some people forget. I probably forgot to turn it off. And, um, but uh, and some other features that they've added, AirDrop. Uh, so that's what AirDrop does. And some of the iPad-specific features, you now have external display support for Stage Manager, up to resolutions for 6K. It's got to be the fifth-generation later 12.9-inch uh, iPad Pro, as well as the 11-inch uh, third-gen later, and the iPad Air, fifth-gen. So it works with that, too. Um, drag and drop uh, files and windows from your compatible devices to your connected display and vice versa and it supports up to four apps on the iPad display um, so uh, and uh, that's uh, that's good so they've, they've, they've done some good uh, some good updates uh, this time around and we'll start playing with them some more and uh, report back if we see anything else that stands out for us uh, so that's 16.2 uh, again uh Check it out. Go ahead and download it. Um, it, do, it does have over 30 security vulnerabilities as well. So 
even if you're not excited about deciding uh, installing it right away, it probably would be a not a good idea to do it anyway because of all those vulnerabilities that are included in 16.2. So definitely would uh, highly suggest and recommend that you get that up to date pretty quickly. Um, next topic here, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, there's been some more discussion here this week about uh, sideloading apps and will it really re- happen? Uh, reportedly, Apple is working on adding support for sideloading uh, and alternate app stores in Europe. Um, so will that will that expand beyond that uh, that audience? Because uh, uh, European legislation says that it will require the company to support sideloading. Uh, that's what was reported by Bloomberg. Uh, change would allow customers to download apps without the need of the app store, which would mean developers would not need to pay Apple's uh, tax, as someone calls the 15 to 30% fees. Um, but Apple is only planning to implement this sideloading in Europe. So uh, this is definitely going to be interesting to see where this goes. We've talked about this before with sideloading and its pros, its cons. Can it, can it be risky? Um, Jeff, what do you what, what has been your thoughts on sideloading when we talked about it before? I mean, it's it's something that kind of scares me a little bit. You know, it opens up mm-hmm. our, our ecosystem here with Apple versus what Android does, where it's a free for all. Um, I think sideloading when apple does implement it because it's it's not like we can debate will they or won't they i mean eu regulation is right. going to require this so it's going to happen uh, right. even if it is just for the eu it doesn't say apple has to implement it in a way that creates a free for all apple can create like a sandbox space True. for third party app stores and then they go in there and they don't get to interact with anything else and uh, interesting, and, and, and this this is just stuff I've been thinking about, and um, and yeah. thinking that this will allow third party developers to sidestep Apple's cut on uh, in app payments. Wrong. Apple will <laughs> definitely make sure that there's something in place so that that these third party th- third party app stores are still mm-hmm. uh, giving Apple their cut in, in some form. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so that's not going to go away. And then thinking that this turns into a free-for-all in the sense that that companies like Facebook um, and I'd say Twitter, but who knows what if they'll even be around or what they'll be doing. But, uh, you know, Will companies decide to pull their app from Apple's app store and make you go to these other app stores instead? No. Look at the way the Google Play Store works. All the stuff that everyone wants is in the main store, and then there's all these these third-party stores that are out there, but most people go through the main one. And that would still be the case. Um, Doesn't matter if it's US or EU, everyone will primarily use Apple's own app store. And that'll be the end of it. Yeah. I, um, no, so I, I a thousand percent agree. I won't go to the whole USB-C thing, but I think so many of the EU regulations are ridiculous. And I think this is one of them where it's like, I buy an iPhone for many reasons, but security being one of them and the security comes from app store and like the lack of easy side loading like you have on android and if you look at android like kind of what uh, jeff was talking about you know they have amazon play they have samsung um, galaxy store there are other they're pretty much too no one uses them because no one wants to people just use the built-in store that's there um epic games who makes fortnite they tried to release fortnite 
outside of the Google Play Store and you had to go to like their special site to, to download it to your phone. And they ended up going to Google Play shortly afterwards because no one wanted to download Fortnite, not in the Play Store. And if Fortnite can't get the traction to get people to leave Play Store, who who will? So no I just way. don't see. Yeah, I just don't see the point of this. Um, so much of the EU stuff just feels like they want to look tough and they made they, they made the big companies change. Like, I don't know how else to see it because so much of the stuff seems kind of um, foolish to me. I, I think a lot of it is uh, um, myopically good intended actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A couple uh, comments from Ben in the chat here. He uh, He's saying that uh, uh, it will be the same reason the cookie notifications went worldwide. That everyone will copy and paste the EU mm-hmm. law. Uh, he, he thinks he says, Apple, we can use gatekeeper to maybe protect from the app store. Uh, these third-party app stores, hmm. uh, he thinks seems to think that they will re- they'll raise dev fees. I don't know about that, maybe they will. Hard to say. They have really haven't done that in a long time. Um, and uh, he also says it's uh, going to be a professional in game gaming markets mainly. So I I can see gaming markets. Be see see. That. Yeah, but I, um, the yeah. whole thirty percent cut thing too is a big part of this because uh, was it you, Jeff, who mentioned that right. that like they're not going to not you know, offer 30% cut still the conflation of like saying 30% cuts a payment processing fee is, is, is absurd. Like it's not a payment processing fee. It's just, that's not what it is. It's the tools to, to support the iOS development and, and everything. I mean, it's a whole bunch of things, the human review process, all that they can't get rid of that. Right. And, and look at uh, the, uh, the payment on uh, the Android side, it's 30% everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's why I yeah. hate the Apple tax thing. It's like, okay, where's the Sony tax, the Nintendo tax, the Microsoft tax, the Google, the Google tax? tax. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. All these companies do it. But Apple's uniquely a monopoly for yeah. doing an, an industry standard. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that insidious Apple. That insidious Apple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, there was an article, another article I linked in here as well. Um, the the alt store creator who's a third party app uh, store uh is uh is saying that it probably could disrupt your user experience you know i i don't know if i agree with that or not uh there is reports that apple is re- is re- working on a deep change to how ios and the app store works uh, work that was uh, according to bloomberg um so i'd be interesting to see where this goes i'd i kind of looked through some of this information from this third party the app store. It's definitely speculative. I don't, I don't, I just don't see right now. This is like we said, it's just European union right now. The U S isn't this is one of the bigger markets that if this were happening, we might be hearing more about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that uh, generally speaking, people in the United States forget that there's a world outside the United States. So some That's things true. that should be discussed a lot more inside the United States aren't because they're not things that are happening in inside the country. That's true. What's the EU? What are we so, talking about? Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, good conversation. Yeah. This was uh, something going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, a little more about continuity camera. It's been out for a short time now and, uh, wondered 
and you guys have really done much use with it. Of course, if anybody doesn't know, the continuity camera is is a built in for uh, uh, Mac OS Ventura, so you actually can use your iPhone directly without having any third party app uh, to be able to use your iPhone as a camera. Uh, Belkin at, at first released their their first mount, which I did purchase, was a you know wasn't a bad mount, but it kind of flimsy. It was the uh, the, iPhone, the magnetic. Uh, a MagSafe mount that works that clips onto your Mac notebook. Well, they they've now come out with a version that can now clip to your monitor. Uh, so there's a new version of that 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 isn't isn't out. It, it's uh, still on um, not in the store just yet. But another thirty dollars, you could purchase this and clip and actually clip it to a monitor, which is great. So you know another another potential possibility of using your iPhone with MagSafe. Uh, and continuity, continuity camera. Uh, have you tried it, uh, this at all, Holden? Uh, with the I'm continuity using camera it right now. At all? With the Belkin oh, stand, okay. actually, too. It works okay, great. Cool. So, and yeah, you look good. You look really good. So it's uh, it's really it's really working well. And I think this was smart that Belkin jumped right on it, and getting the one for a, for a monitor too, because most of us are. You're you're obviously using it on your on yeah. your Mac's uh, uh, laptop lid, so. Um, so I think it's going to be smart to see, you know, I'm using a, a Plexicam mount here with a, with an iPhone 10R and I'm also using Camo Studio. And, uh, it uh, seems to work pretty well too. So I don't, the Camo Studio has a little more flexibility as we've talked about, but you know, continuity cameras for someone, uh, you want something simple, you just mm-hmm. connect it as long as it's connected to your iCloud account and boom, you it's have a camera. It's so easy. I mean, you literally just start a FaceTime call yeah. or even a Zoom call like this and it just works. Yeah. Literally, not a catchphrase. Like it, it, it just, just, yeah. it just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff, have you, have you, have you tried using it much at all? Yes, and I like it. I'm not using it right now, um, and yeah. uh, and the reason being is because I've got uh, my Logitech C920 on my Plexicam mount, and uh, yeah. so I've got so much setup that involves just what I already have that using a continuity camera becomes the thing that I do when I'm thinking, Oh, I should, I, I could do this. And, um, and yeah, the, the Belkin mounts are nice. Um, I built one out of Lego and, uh, and it works. <laughs> That's right. You're, I know you showing us a few times. <laughs> yeah. It was like five <laughs> minutes of my life. And, um, and after building it, I, I was thinking, why would I spend money on anything that that anyone else is making when I've got this and it works perfectly? And uh, and now I have basically two camera mounts, one for the C920 and then another one for the iPhone. So I can do whatever. Yeah, so uh, definitely something to check out if it's something that interests you using your, you know, a lot of times you get into a pinch, you don't, have a webcam or, you know, sometimes you don't want to use your built-in webcam, although the, the built-in ones for the new MacBook Pros are, and the MacBook Air, for that matter, are very good quality now, uh, much better than they had been in the past. But uh, but the iPhone's definitely going to give you a lot better quality as the cameras on, on those are going to be much better. So uh, definitely something to, uh, to to check out here. So a couple more things I want to hit, hit on here. Um, this was kind of a did you know, I didn't even know this, that uh, – uh, did you know the newer iPhones can actually measure someone's height instantly? Mm-hmm. I had no idea you could do this. Um, so uh, iPhone 12 Pro or Pro Max or 13 and the 14 Pro models, uh, 
it does have does feature a lidar scanner next to the rear camera that it can be used to measure a person's height instantly using the measure app. Uh, so the way to measure it, you actually go through simply open up the app and point point your iPhone at the person you want to measure. Make sure it's visible; they're all visible in the screen from head to toe, and boom, it it actually gives you their height right at the top That's of their head to down app. down to their toes. So. Yeah, the measure app. Which, yeah, I didn't even... When did the uh, LiDAR sensor come to yeah. iPhones? Is it iPhone 12 or 11? 12? 12, yeah. The article here says, there's a link in the show notes here from uh, Mac Boomers here. There's the 12, and 12 Pro and Pro Max, 13 Pro and Pro Max. So there's a good 14, amount of, of iPhones course, that have that. Pro that. Is that Pro? It's Pro only though, right? Yeah. Okay. Pro only, because yeah. that had those were the ones that had the LiDAR yeah, yeah. scanner, right? Huh. Yeah. Presumably so, iPads should be able to do this yeah. too. The Pro models, because they have LiDAR built in as well. Yeah, but I don't know. Because I don't know if it has oh, the measure yeah. app, does it? Good point. I don't think it has the measure app. What'll come right, first, yeah. measure or calculator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> calculator. Yeah. <laughs> iPad hasn't had a calculator. There's still that's always a sore point. Everybody wants a calculator on the on the iPad. It's still only third party. Uh, uh other thing I want to mention real quick is uh, Apple has teased some of the, the shows that are coming out uh next year in twenty twenty three for the Apple TV plus. Uh can't wait for Ted Lasso season three to finally come mm-hmm. out. Um, Masters <laughs> of the Air is going to be another show that they they have on here. They have an actual uh, trailer that they released that shows some of the shows that are going to be released here. Uh, Selena Gomez has a as a show that she's coming out with. Um, uh, Spirited was a was a cool was a fun uh, that was a fun movie, movie. Uh, uh, show. Yeah, I got I got to watch it. Still, I have it. That was with uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, right? Um, so. Yeah, and so Octavia I think Spencer. Apple TV just continues. Octavia Spencer, that's right, that's right. Uh, Sharper, which is uh, starring Julianne Moore, and uh, Shrinking uh, have announced their release dates the end of January and February in 2023. So, a lot more uh, more stuff, more new content, a lot of uh, cool stuff. And then uh, there's also another. Uh, uh, there's a sci-fi series called Wool, which is Billy uh, Crudup's uh, comedy Hello Tomorrow, and Ridley Scott uh, directed feature Napoleon, among others. Uh, so kind of cool to see yeah, Billy Crudup going out of uh, the morning show and uh, jumping into another show here. So yeah, so it's uh, kind of fun to uh, to see uh, where things are going here. So um, lastly, I wanted to touch upon this. I mean, we talked about this on Mac on Mac Voices, but I still can't resist not talking about it here. <laughs> uh, only a quarter of U.S. phones iPhones sold were sold through Apple. Uh, the Verge did this article. And we really had a fun time ripping on this because, of course, this is from a third-party report. These are not a fa- – as as Jeff and I always stress, these, this is not official information from Apple. So uh, it's it's interesting to see that they say that uh, or the way to buy an iPhone is is through your carrier. I mean, you see about 67% of the sales they're saying here that go through the carrier, and maybe only a quarter of that are through Apple. I always have a good experience buying it through Apple because I'm in the trading program every year and I just buy it online. Usually I don't go into, I haven't gone to the store as of late, but we know over the years we always loved waiting in line and the excitement of getting the new iPhone every year. And, and then Holden, of course, as a former Apple employee, you, you experienced a few of those uh, events in the past. So uh, I'd like to know what what your take is on that since you've, you've experienced it with working with um, with the store and, and how, do you think this is a kind of a legit thing they're talking about saying that it's, I still think the Apple store experience is so much. Yeah, better. it's definitely, definitely better. <clears throat> and this wasn't true when I was there, I don't think, but you know, 
you can get a lot of those carrier deals now through Apple's website through Apple. Exactly. So why wouldn't you do that still? Because the I've so last year I bought a 13 Pro through Verizon because mm-hmm. the trade deal was ridiculous. Um, this year what? I ended up giving my phone to my my uh, my aunt to get a 14 Pro this year. Um, and I got it through Apple and way better process. The, the, getting through Verizon, yeah. I was confused as to when I would even get it. <laughs> like, oh, it wow. wasn't like certain. Yeah. And with the iPhone, it's like I ordered it. I had a range and it arrived within the range or before. Usually Apple is pretty good about that. Um, it's easier. You can yeah. set up in advance to pay for it if you're doing a pre-order. It's just so much, so much better. And then also, if you go to the stores, you can talk to someone who knows about all the carrier deals and has them all laid out on their device. Yeah, like, it's just so much exactly. better. But I don't, the reason I don't necessarily question this is because I don't know how many people know about that. That's not something that Apple usually like advertises. It's like either you know or you don't right. know. So I don't, I don't know. Well, us, us techies, we know about it because we know yeah. Apple. And I, I, and, I'm, and I said that, that, that Apple has full access to any of the carrier deals that they offer. They just go to the carrier. Hey, okay, this is what T-Mobile is offering. This is what Verizon is offering. Yeah. This is what AT&T is offering. And they have access mm-hmm. to it too. I find the experience definitely much better with the Apple store only because you go to these carrier stores. And a lot of times, you know, some of these carrier stores are not, they're not company stores. They're third party, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, operators of, of some of these carriers, they, they just, you know, pay a license to be able to, to be a, you know, a third party company. And I try to avoid those stores. They don't know anything. Like the plague. They don't know anything. Yeah. yeah Cause they don't yeah. know a thing and, and they want, and they're, and they're sold. Uh, customer service is just ab- abysmal. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at least I know, I know like uh, my T-Mobile, my carrier, um, I know that, uh, if I have to go into a store, it's, a uh, I have a good experience because they're yeah. they're they're pretty decent for the most part. Other than they're hard, they get super busy more so than what mm-hmm. Apple does. Apple's very good at keeping customers flowing through the store and getting you help you know, yeah. pretty quickly. But of course, Jeff, you're you're using a M- MVNO with Mint mm-hmm. Mobile, and uh, now and uh, sounds like you've you've said you've you've had a good experience with that. So you don't, I mean, and Mint Mobile does sell iPhones, so you could if you wanted to. Purchase an iPhone through them. I, as I well. could, which I didn't realize when I signed up, but it wouldn't have made any difference. Um, no, yeah, no, of course. You know, I already had my phone, and uh, and I like to buy my phone unlocked, so I just have it. And uh, yeah, so I end up buying from Apple, and typically, um, I just order online for pickup in the store, and uh, and you know, like the, the last time it was. When I bought my iPhone 12 Pro, it was uh, placed the order, got in my car, drove over to the store, and picked it up. You know, ten minutes away. Mm-hmm. Another um, yeah, aspect absolutely. of this just dawned on me too: how many Apple stores there are in an area versus how many Best Buys, Verizon stores. Well, that's a thing. That as well. well Apple yeah. stores are definitely a minority compared to all of the other very, venues very where you can get an iPhone. Right. And I think people would want to go right. to In a more store rural areas. to buy yeah. because they want to transfer their contacts. Yeah. They want to do things that they want to, you know, exactly. have their hand held through. I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I'd mean that in a very, you know, very fair no. sense. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. the, the carriers, they don't want to help you much when it comes <laughs> yeah, to that. But uh, for a lot of people, they're concerned, what happens when I go to activate the new phone? If something goes wrong, they want to do it right in the store so that if something goes wrong, they have this, the store people right there to presumably help them. Yeah. 
that is going to get so much easier though. I had the, the, the joy of setting up eSIM on my 13 pro before I got my 14 pro and it just transfers. The eSIM I got thing is great. That's what happened with when I went. Yeah. Eastum's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was it was great experience going from my thirteen to the fourteen. Yeah, I, I went from uh, physical AT and T sim to a mint eSIM, and uh, during the transition, you know, while while I'm waiting for everything to fully activate, I had this window of time where I had AT and T and Mint both fully functional on my phone. You know, I was waiting for AT&T to, to, to cut out and stop. And yeah, and it, I mean, it was so simple. It was just done. And then after that, it was like, well, I guess at some point I'll have to take the case off and pull the AT&T SIM out of the car, out of the phone, <laughs> but yeah. whatever. Yeah. So easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. The Verge, I think, was looking for some attention this past week with this article. So, they do that sometimes. Uh, it, they, they tend to do that sometimes. But I think this was a good conversation because I, I I think we've all been in full agreement that uh, that the best experience is the Apple Store. But, yeah, there's unfortunate. There are a lot of people that are listening that don't have an Apple Store readily close by where they live. It could be an hour plus away. Well, I don't think I would want to drive an hour plus just to go to an Apple <laughs> no, store. If you, if you don't, Luckily, I have stores within yeah, that was 30. Elaborate. We might. Who knows? <laughs> Knowing us. It's, it's a field, it might be okay, a field trip. Yeah, it's people, a field trip. The, the not <laughs> us people. Most. They don't want to drive We're not geeky people like us. We are no not. Normal <laughs> we're not normal. <laughs> <laughs> we're not normal. Uh, so this was great. We had a lot of great conversation. Uh, thanks you guys uh, for uh, for being here for this week. And uh, I think uh, this is gonna, will uh, give us a point here to wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash in touch with iOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Uh, thanks to Ben and a lot of the others who came in the chat this week and uh, giving us some interaction uh, in the show here. So you also can go there and watch and listen to past shows. Uh, visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Mimir, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg. You can find me on Twitter at DaveG65, and you also can find me on Mastodon at Mastodon.cloud uh, at uh, DaveG65. And Holden DeBartle, thank you so much. for It's always a great time to have you on the show. You're always a, a great guest. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Where can people find uh, you? I'm, I'm at Holden DeBartle at, uh, on Twitter right now. I hardly post, but maybe that'll be changing soon. More to come. All right. Good. Well, maybe we can get you on the Mastodon, too. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I actually haven't even Check seen it. Out. it I have no idea how it is. Yeah. It'll be better yeah. once uh, the really good third-party apps for it come out. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're waiting for. And uh, Jeff, yeah, Gamut is always such a uh, always a pleasure to have you here and, uh, and being part of the show. Where, where can people find you? Um, well, it's always great to get to be here, and I do appreciate that uh, you keep letting me come back. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, let's see, where can you find me? 
Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, mastodon.social, basically any of the socials that that you can think of. I'm probably Jay Gamut on those. And uh, and then shows. Tuesdays, Mac Voices Live. Thursdays on the big show. And then here with you on In Touch With iOS. And then Fridays on the Mac show. And uh, then also on the context machine, because Brandon Chaffin and I apparently can't get enough of each other. So we decided we had to podcast (laughs) together again. You guys do have always have a blast listening to that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I'm making an editorial comment about uh, about uh, the context machine right now on Elon Musk. Brian is wrong. I am right. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, a couple program notes the uh, next two weeks. We got uh, our Christmas show coming up. Just a, we got the, just before Christmas, so we'll have a show next week, and we'll also have one uh, after Christmas on the New Year's. Probably do a, a year in review, and then uh, we got uh, CES coming up uh, first week of January. So we'll take a week off because I am going to be visiting uh, awesome. Las Vegas and checking out uh, CES for the first time in three years. So it's. Uh, going to be exciting and to see all of our friends uh our podcast friends as well so but until then uh we will be back next week and, and we really appreciate you listening and we'll talk again soon <laughs>